Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Guess is is that song for most people in our culture grew up in a church and you sang that song. It's something very familiar to you. It's probably penetrating your heart in a way right now that's bringing up some type of feeling. Something. And for those who are new to Christianity, that song is old. It's the smell inside an old, old time church. It's beautiful though. It still has value. It still has meaning. Especially when it comes from the heart. And so today, that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to dive into the realm of where God wants us to go when he says, I surrender all. He did the exact same thing on the cross. He gave it all. And so for us just to lean into something that's very touchy, something that's very awkward, sometimes spiritually awkward to talk about, we're going to expose it in a way that honors God and allows us to feel freedom. And so we just sang a song, I Surrender All. I don't know what type of baggage you're bringing up here this week. I don't know where it came from or how long you've been hanging on to it, but I pray that it didn't make it past the elevator. I pray that you had to check it at the door. And so you're ready to receive it so God can use it in a way that changes lives. And so let's pray before we get going and just fervently chase after this idea of surrendering it all. So Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity that it represents. We thank you for the stuff that we bring in and you take. We thank you for just the love that you're shedding on us right now. And it's, it's causing tension in the room because people know this is a touchy subject that's coming. And God, we just pray for you to be honored that lives change. People feel freedom. People move from here to there. And more importantly, they experience who you really are, how much you really love them. Jesus, that's my prayer. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to jump into something. If you're new with us, hey, thank you so much for being here this morning. And I'm excited that you chose today to be here. Uh, it's going to be a fun topic, okay? It just is. Touchy subjects is really powerful. It, it, we, we did it a couple years ago, and, and, and the truth is we just decided to just, let's, let's, let's approach it again with the, the attitude and grace that it requires. And so if you're new with us or you're joining us online, which I know a lot of people are this week because of the topic, all right? And so we're excited about that. And, and, and over the past couple of months, what we decided to do is just expose the touchy subjects. Like, what are some touchy subjects that the church needs to deal with? What are some touchy subjects that the church needs to address? And, and it was crazy. Uh, there, was, there was well over 70 some odd percent of people that responded uh, to one idea, this one big elephant in the room, right? And if we can call it that, this big idea of an elephant in the room. And, and so we just sort of said, okay, listen, this, this, is a to- this is a topic that's sensitive. This is a topic that's real. It's a topic that, that people want to talk about. And, and as we just really just dived into that and, and just opened ourselves up to the opportunity to talk about it, we knew that we were going to literally create some tension in the room. But getting tension in the room also creates attention, right? And so that's what we're trying to draw. We're trying to draw some attention on a subject that's very touchy. 
Now then, before we even take a step into this, we just want to talk about next week real quickly. Now, I think next week is going to be fun because everybody has an opinion. And so the touchy subject we're going to dive into next week is politics or politics, or our political viewpoint, or opinions, or walls, or Democrats, Republicans. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to jump into this head on because that's where you wanted to go. And so I don't know what God's going to do with that one, but trust me, you probably want to be here. It's going to be fun. But like, like I said, you know, we, we jumped into this idea and we, we, just, we just know that the elephant doesn't discriminate. We know that the elephant does not discriminate who you are or what kind of social status that you have. It attacks everybody equally. And just before we jump in any further, you know, if you're a parent in here and you got a child in here and you're just like, oh, man, what, what's the subject so far? I really don't know. Still don't know. Well, you know, I'll just say Kidsville is for Kidsville. Adults are for, you know, this is, this is the adult room and we like to talk about adult things in here. And so things are going to get a little more PG-13, maybe even rated R for you, and you might not want to have that conversation with your child yet, or maybe you're an adult and you just don't want to have that conversation. Kidsville's for you today, okay? And so you, you can go down there and play with animal crackers and do some other things. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So it, it's fun stuff down there just as well. We're going we're gonna to love on you the same way. But, you know, what I do know is this. Uh, along the way, we, we, we have been given some amazing screens and, and, and opportunities to project images, right? And, and so, you know, I, I know that, that images speak a thousand words, and, and you know, we're going to use a lot of images today to get your undivided attention. And some of you are like, yes, I picked the right day to come to church, baby, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? You know, we're going to talk about porn. And we're going to talk about it in a way that honors God, and we're going to really dive into this head on. And, and, and before we even jump into this idea, I, I thought about shooting this image up on the screen. And, 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 and of course, it's the elephant in the room. And, and the elephant in the room is something that's powerful. Or can I say it's the elephant in the pew? It's attacking everybody. It's, it's around us everywhere. There's a guy named Craig Gross, and I'm going to give a lot of credit to Craig and, and his ministry that's been going around for 20-some-odd years now. But they've allowed us to at least address the mess. And, and, if, and if you really don't know yet, man, we're, we're doing this next week, and hopefully you got a ticket on the way up, and, and it's, we're going to address this in a way that honors God, and I hope you'll be there. I hope you'll choose to text that number and respond and get your space because it's, it's, it's going to be a powerful moment in we believe when we address the elephant in the pew or the room, it's going to change lives that what? Change lives. And so for us this morning, we're going to address the elephant in the pew. And so before we do that, though, I thought I'd share another image with you that I thought was pretty good. And it really tackles what I want to try to objectively do. And it's this image right here. And some of you are like, what? I know plumbers show cracks sometimes, but it's not the same type of one, Right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we had an issue in our, in our, in our, in our bathroom, and, um, and in our bathroom, you know, we have two sinks, and, and they, they both can join into one, and, and over time, you know, we've lived there for over 15 years, and, and I put the plumbing in, by the way, so I'm not a plumber, but I help do my own plumbing, and, and, and so it was one of those things where I knew how the plum, the plum was and how it moved and, and everything, but it started to slowly, you know, not drain right. And I started noticing, you know, every once in a while I'd have to clean out Sarah's trap or my trap, and, and it was easy to figure out who had the most hair or threw their hair down the sink because I don't have that problem. But, you know, I'd pull out this big hairball, and I'd pull it out, and it was just kind of nasty and yuck, and Sarah would come in, like, that is disgusting. I was like, yeah, I know, stop spitting in the sink, you know. But, you know, those, 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 it was just interesting, those moments. And then finally it got to the point where, 
it, it just it just wasn't moving. Like it, it just I've I've tried Drainex and, and other things, and my dad was like, "Don't put that stuff down. There. You know, we got to snake it out. We got to do this." And I'm just sitting there going, "But okay, whatever." And so I'll do what he says, and I and I did it, and then finally we, I disconnected, I flushed it, I did everything. He said, "We'll go get a plunger." You know, we got a plunger, and, and all of a sudden, like, we, we, we trapped this one off because it's just pushing water from left to right, if you know anything about plumbing. And next thing I know, man, we're on top of that thing, literally almost standing on top of it, and all of a sudden, and I thought I already drained it, and I, I removed all the stuff. I mean, all of a sudden, this, this sink just filled up with blackness, yuck, junk, and I'm like, well, what is that? And he said, well, that's the stuff that's on the sides of the walls and the pipes and everything else. And, and so we, we eventually had to drain that out. And I'm thinking, well, we, we took care of the problem, yeah, right? And so we let it drain it down again. And all of a sudden, you know, it's just backfilled again. And I'm just like, what's going on? This is, this is insane. Dad kept on saying, we're going to have to cut the pipes. I'm like, I do not want to cut the pipes. I do not want to get rid of this. This is nuts. I do not want to do this. And so, so finally, he, he's like, no, you're going to have to cut the pipes. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to prove you wrong, you know. Like, like a wise son always says, right? Prove the father wrong. And so I get on top of that, and I'm, just, and I'm splashing water now, left and right, and the walls are now needing to be painted simply because it's got black skid marks all over it from years of junk. And, and eventually we got to the point where we're just like, what is going on? We could not figure this out. And so we, we went downstairs and, and in the crawl space, and of course we had to cut the pipes. And, and, and of course my dad's, see, told you son. But as we started to cut the pipes, because it just wasn't draining right, you know, I, <laughs> what was funny is just a minute ago, I cracked the bag over here. I brought something for you, an, an illustration. I cracked the bag, and this disgusting smell just overwhelmed everybody over here in the corner. I was like, they're going to think I farted. But, you know, <laughs> it's not, man. It, it, is, it is straight up how much junk was, was in our pipes. And, and I know it's kind of disgusting, but when it, when it, was, when it was all moist and wet, it just completely blocked off everything. It was not flowing whatsoever. And I asked my dad, I was like, what the heck is that? We don't pour grease down our kitchen sink. We don't pour anything, or, 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 or we don't pour anything down our bathroom sink. And, and he goes, what's well, just soap? It's, it's, it's everything that you spit. It's everything that you, and I'm sitting there going, it's toothpaste. It's yuck. And it, had, it, it basically had choked off the flow, the natural flow of where this stuff wanted to go. And the only way to get it out was to cut it off. The only way to make it flow again was to get rid of this. And my thought process was like, as soon as we did this, it's like, I know exactly where I'm going with the elephant in the room. For some of you, it's time to cut it off, clean it out, and start over. And if you hadn't figured out where we're going yet today, we're talking about porn. We're talking about it in a way that literally, for some of you, it's, it's been a season. It's been a, a year, 15 years worth of accumulation. And it's trapped you. It's, it's killing you. It's, it's not letting things flow anymore. And some of you are still in denial. You got your bumpers up. Like, ah, here we go again. Pastor's going to step on some toes. No, I'm not going to step on anybody's toes. I'm going to let the truth speak today. And, and here's the truth about porn. You know, pornography is, is, is the most searched termed on the internet. It, it's, it's rampant in the world we live in today. And perhaps more than anything else, Satan has succeeded in twisting and perverting sex, something that was supposed to be so beautiful. 
He's taking what was good and right, loving, a loving sexual relationship between a husband and a wife, and replaced it with lust, pornography, adultery, rape, and everything else in our culture. You see, pornography can be the first step of a very slippery slope of increasing wickedness and morality. The truth is that it's so addictive that the very nature of pornography is well-documented and researched. And just as a drug user must consume greater quantities of drugs or more powerful drugs to achieve the same high, pornography drags the person deeper and deeper into hardcore sexual addictions and ungodliness desires, and that corrupt our heart, our mind, and our soul. And what we know is this. You can say, well, I've got it under control. No one knows. I've got this. I've got this, right? I don't know one man that says, oh, it's just a little bit. You see, what I've known now is this, is what we do online will affect us offline. What we do online will eventually corrupt us offline. It will take you further than you want to go. It will destroy the relationships around you, and most importantly, it will stop the flow of what Jesus has intended for you. And over time, our appetite pushes us to more hardcore versions to achieve the same level of satisfaction. The neurons in our brain that fire together and are rewired together, and our brain is working overtime to try to move forward in life. Even this week, I had a conversation with a guy that he said, I know you're talking about this subject, and man, thanks for talking about it. And he goes, and I, I was driving down the road, and literally you texted me this to, to pray over it. And, and he goes, I'm going to be honest with you, this is affecting me right now. I, I was thinking about it, and I hit, you, you texted me this stuff. Tell me that God's not real. I said, I know, man, God's real. This is a real situation. This is a real problem And just like you asked for it, over 75% of people responded back to me with this as their number one thing they wanted to talk about. You see, that rush of brain chemicals that are happening over and over again rewires the brain and rewires the pathway, ultimately changing the makeup of our, our brain. This can result in increased appetite for porn, pornography, lust, sex, which leads to so many more things that's dangerous. It's like slippery ice, or it clogs everything up, and eventually it's going to plunge out, and it's going to go everywhere. You see, if you've not figured it out, this whole big idea, this whole elephant in the room, this whole mess, it's porn. Porn will take you down a road that you do not want to go. And because it's all around us, and I know many couples who deal with it, with their marriages and their families, whose children have been exposed to it at a young age. And, and, and if we're honest, most people do not want to talk about it or address it because it's, it's a touchy subject. It's really quiet in here already because no one knows whether or not to laugh or giggle or, or like, what, what's next? See, touchy subjects are the ones who get our attention the most. We're creating tension right now to get your undivided attention. And I don't want you to walk out of here just saying, oh, it was a great sermon. Oh, it was a great moment. This is, this is, we needed to talk about this. We need to address it. I'm glad he did. I pray that 
you start to consider some things. How is it affecting you? How are you involved? How's my family setting up some guardrails? How are we literally protecting ourselves? You see, I believe one of the reasons that porn thrives as a temptation that it, it lives and it operates in the dark. Even in our family, we've exposed it. We've been talking about it as a family and, and trying to figure out, because we have basically some kids now that are coming up in teenage years, and, and my wife and I, we've, we've decided to openly start talking about it because if, if, they're not ta- if we're not talking about it as, our parent, as a parent, then trust me, it's already been talked about at school. It's, they've, they've already started sharing this stuff. And you're just behind the eight ball now. Get ahead of it. Don't let it get you off guard. And then I get those weird phone calls from the mom. Like, what do we do? Oh my goodness. He's not a baby anymore. No, he's not. He's 25. <laughs> See, I told you we can laugh about this stuff. But the truth is, the truth is, it's serious business. You see, Satan knows it's serious. That's why he, he likes to create dark atmospheres to talk about it. You see, pornography likes to operate in the dark. We don't talk about the problems of pornography or even acknowledge that it's a problem in our personal life simply because it's intruded us because it's, it's a dark area. It's a sore subject, right? It's a touchy subject. And this is a substantial issue in our culture. It really is. And we are most certainly entirely ignoring it in the church world. And we're ignoring it where we work, where we live, where we play, simply because our culture has said, eh, it's okay. It just is what it is. We say those things. But today, we're going to let the light shine in and expose the darkness for what it is and who's behind it. And today, let's address the elephant in the room or in the pew and change some lives. And, and, and I can't encourage you men enough, porn and pancakes. I know it's a catchy name. And hopefully it's not what you think it is. But we're going to address the mess next weekend. We're going to have part two of this as well. So I would encourage you to come on out, porn and pancakes, next Sunday. But here's some facts to get us going. Did you know that when you type in the word porn on the internet that over 2.8 billion hits come up less than 0.3 seconds? Boom. Don't recommend doing that right now. But that is over a second faster than most words that you type in because it's said that half the internet usage is using, or is, is what it's used for is, is porn. Over 2.8 billion hits in less than 0.3 seconds. 2.5 billion emails a day are porn. That's almost 10% of emails a day. 2018, the human race watched over 20, or no, excuse me, 95 billion videos online of porn. Over 4.6 billion hours of watched porn in 2018. 191 million hits a day. 5,246 centuries of porn, basically, is what you got going on. In 2007, the porn industry went from a multi-million industry to a billion-dollar industry simply because of one item and it's sitting in most of your back pockets, the iPhone. What are you doing to protect yourself? What are you doing to set up some boundaries? 
What are you doing to expose the darkness that's setting in the palm of your hand? The porn industry also makes more money than the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, and Major League Baseball combined. Matter of fact, you can go ahead and add to it NBC, CBS, and ABC, and it still doesn't touch the porn industry's income. They could solve world hunger just like that. Every second, over $3,000 is being spent on porn. Did you catch that? Every second. That's about $185,000 per minute. At any second of the day, there is much as 30,000 unique visitors. Catch this. At any second of the day, there is much as 30,000 unique visitors viewing porn. 30,000 every The lowest day people view porn, I think this is kind of funny. Got to lighten up the mood just a little bit. The lowest day of people viewing porn simply because they're asleep because of a turkey drama here, Thanksgiving Day. They just go to sleep. (laughs) This is pretty funny. But the highest day of the week to view porn, Sunday. That's right. It's weird, isn't it? Go to church, ah, let's go home, let's view some porn. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Awkward, I know. There are over 68 million daily searches for pornography in the United States alone, which is about 25% of all searches. It's crazy. Here's something that's, if we live in here in Kentucky, thank God, um, Utah leads the way in America with the internet subscriptions of porn. Guess we can have a religion talk about that if you know anything about religion. I'm not going to go there. Just saying it's true. Uh, I guess there's a bright side of living in Kentucky. We're, we're, we're way down there. I guess maybe that's also because of who we are. All right? Here's one for you. Eleven. Eleven. Eleven is the average age that a child is first completely exposed to porn. And 94% of all children will see porn by the age of 14, whether you like it or not. 56% of American divorces involve one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. Have I got your attention yet? In fact, Every 39 minutes, a new porn film is created in the United States. Every 39 minutes, a new porn movie, video, is established in the U.S. And you're sitting there, you're like, you know, this, it's not me, though. Come on. Let me push your button a little bit further here. One out of every six women view it. Now you're looking around. of men from 18 to 22 or 18 to 24 view it every single week and over 75% of men from 18 to 64 view it monthly. It's one out of three. Daily over 28,000 people a second are looking and obsessed with this issue we call the elephant in the pew. Who are these people, right? 
Who struggles with porn? Who are they? Women, men, kids, coaches, teachers, the person sitting in front of you, the person sitting behind you, the person sitting right beside you. You see, studies revealed even pastors struggle with this. It's said that over 75% of all youth pastors struggle with porn. Not pointing fingers, but... It's all good, baby. We have intimate discussions about this. How are we guarding? And it also says that 25% of all pastors are addicted to porn, and it's taken them further than they ever thought it would go. You see, if you can't see that it's a big deal, you're completely in denial. And you're not ready for this. But let me just share what people told me. Some of those people that texted us or emailed us, those who maybe your husband or wife or friend all started their sentence off with this. I never told anyone this, but I'm struggling with this. And and I have in the past. And what they're actually saying is, I would like to defeat this in my life, but I don't know how, and I'm embarrassed, and, and, and I'm ashamed. And what if someone found out? So I never told anyone because it's my secret in the dark. And that's no way to live, right? That's, that's being held hostage and lied to by Satan, the author of lies. You see, growing up just 20 plus years, you had to work to find porn. Porn was only in bookstores, certain gas stations, or in your secret stash hidden somewhere in your house. Today, kids everywhere have, have to work not to find it. Because it finds them. The darkness creeps over to them. And it affects who they are as a person. The average age is 11, remember? But I know many students who are 7, 8, and 9 who have seen it in school. Because I've had that discussion with their mom, even in this room. You see, mothers and fathers who want to come to us broken. And we cry together. We love together. And we try to talk about the next steps. And today, that's what we're, we want to do with everybody in the room. What's some next steps that we can do to protect ourselves? And what we want to do is to address that if you're struggling or if your family is struggling or someone in your extended family is struggling, I just want to let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. This is a safe place. And this is the first time here, man. This is a safe place for you. So we can learn and lean into the truth and put the word of God and put it in, what's in the Bible into practice and allow the Holy Spirit, Lord willing, to break free from some of those things that we're held hostage to, especially this elephant that's squashing the life out of us. Also, for those who have been hurt and wounded by a spouse member or family member, we want you to know it's not your fault. And we want to love you just like Jesus wants to love you and bind up those wounds and allow his freedom to penetrate who you are as an individual and through this amazing word called love. And for those who are struggling with porn today, can I ask a question? And the question is, is, Lord, why do I look at porn? Why do I? Why is my eyes always tempted? Why is your marriage broken? Why do you pursue your phone or your computer versus choosing to pursue your spouse? It's a great question I want to just throw out there for those who are struggling. What you're trying to satisfy with an image or a book or a screen that will honestly never be fulfilling. 
And I believe we can start with some wisdom from the Apostle Paul this morning who had a life-changing moment with Jesus. Paul wrote this in, in, in Romans chapter 7, if you're taking notes. Romans chapter 7, verse 19 and 20. And, and, and it says, I need something more, and I, and I keep on doing this. And, it, and he says it this in verse 19. It says, for I, do not, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Like, I keep on doing it even though I know it's, I don't want it. I just don't want it anymore, but I do it. I don't know why. Verse 20. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. You see, we have to, we have to admit something here. We got to admit that it's a sin. And some of you are like, well, you know, I don't know yet. Is it? Is it? I mean, God made it. But the devil twisted it. There's the catch. God made it. The devil twisted it. He lured you in. Just like if you like fishing, man, if the fish ain't biting with the buzz bait, guess what I'm trying? Spinner bait. Maybe one with a little bit more flashy of a tail. Maybe one with a little bit more better looking skirt. Maybe one with a better hook. And finally, what happens with that bass? Yeah. Hook, line, singer. And here's the truth about that. That fish would never get in trouble if it didn't want. Open its mouth. Some of you just was like, oh, wow, what's that? And he clicked. Hook, line, sinker. It got you. And you didn't know it. And then your heart's just twisted. And this I keep on doing, even though I don't want to do it, but I, I just crave it. It's a sin that lives inside you. It's pulling you farther and farther and farther. And today, many of you still think, why do I keep on doing this? Why does my husband keep on doing this? Why do they keep on asking for pictures, visiting these sites, these dirty little secrets? Maybe no one knows it's your little secret. Maybe you're able to fool us. You cover it up, but, but you can't fool God. He knows. He sees everything and knows everything. Hebrews 4.13, write it down. Hebrews 4.13 says this. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account to. So if you think you're fooling me, that's fine. You can lie to me all day long. You ain't lying to him. You are not fooling God. You see, whether you dabble in porn or you're addicted to porn, we all have to give an account to porn. And we all need to understand we need to talk about this more than just here in this environment this morning. And I want you to encourage you to talk to a friend, a spouse, or seek someone out this week to just, just to, to begin trusting God and begin a conversation, a spiritual conversation, because we can't hide from this anymore. We have to expose it. And we, we think we can hide from it or just cover it up. Eventually, you're going to trip over the carpet when it's a big pile sitting there. But one of these days, you're going to get caught. You're going to hurt your marriage. You're going to hurt your family. You're going to hurt your child. You see, the Bible says in Numbers, in Numbers 32, 23, your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. You can't cover it up for a while, delete the history, right? Oh, I'll just delete it. But eventually, it will find you out. Because what you do online will affect you offline. What you do 
online will continue to affect you offline. Remember the neurons in the brain, it just completely just takes over your body. There is a, there's a poem that says something like this. The things you play with in high school will play with you as an adult. You see, if you think it's just an image or a sext, teenagers, come on. If you think it's just a sext, a text, or a video, I've got this under control. You're forgetting who will lie to you and fool you into a different world. You're, you're really giving him way too much credit by allowing him access into your life. Eventually, porn use will affect your marriage. Then, it will, then if, it, if it does not satisfy your craving and trying other things, it will end, you will eventually end up in, into, into some strip clubs, that next level up. And you're like, oh, I'll never do that. You don't know what the brain does. That dopamine just overloads and you want it, you crave it. And then comes adultery. And then porn will take you further than you want to go. You see, lust will never satisfy you. What you see with your eyes, which comes from Proverbs 27, 20. For some of you, you're like, come on. It's culturally accepted. Jason, come on. It's everywhere. It's, 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 it's just a movie we watched. It's okay. It's just a, little, just a little nudity. It's on magazines and the checkout lines, right? All these magazines, it's, it's okay. I call those things now porn training wheels. They are, which, which will lead you to some big wheels someday. It will. From those magazines that, that are really not porn, but it's just a swimsuit issue. Or it's just underwear. It's a secret. Or it's social media. You know, it's, it's, it's just the person covering up like this. You see, that image will take you further than you ever thought. And, and though it's legally technical, you know, it's, it's technically legal for our culture. But is it right? Is it? Godly. As a matter of fact, here's some truth I want you to realize. Even just a decade ago, Playboy was still intimately called a, a men's magazine and, a, and, a, and an identity of just where they said this is for viewing eyes only. Well, they've, they actually have gone to where we just don't do porn anymore. We're, we're, we're a part of culture and a society movement. This is what they're saying, y'all. They've changed the game. They've changed it where they say it's just a part of our culture. It's okay. And our younger generation, and maybe you, are buying into that lie. Just because something is technically true or technically legal does not mean it's godly or right. And don't take my word for it. I want you to take 1 Corinthians 6, 12 through 20. This is our main text for today if you got your word. The Apostle Paul leaves us this, and I'm on blazer trails because we're short on time, so I want you to be listening very carefully. There's one phrase in here that's huge. And you say in verse 12, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And, and even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Verse 13, you say, food was made for my stomach, for the stomach, and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. Verse 14, and God will raise us 
from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. 15, don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is a part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 18, I love what it says. Flee. If you don't know what this word means, it means run. Run, forced run, right? Verse 18, it says in the New Living Translation, it says, run from sexual sin. There is no other sin that clearly affects the body as this one does. I want you to hear this again. There's no other sin so clearly that affects the body as this one does. The Bible is basically saying this one is huge, y'all. And if Paul wrote it, it's good for all, right? This is huge. No other sin clearly affects the body, mind, soul, the heart, as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? For God so loved the world that he what? He gave you his son. You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So my question is, is how are you honoring God? How are you protecting yourself? How are you protecting your family? How are you setting up some boundaries and, and some, some avenues that's ready to destroy you? Or is it, has it consumed you? And so I just thought of some things real quickly to finish out the sermon for today that I think are huge. And, and I just want you to hear me real quickly. This, this is an idea of, of where I believe it, most people are. Rem, remember the idea that this is the Apostle Paul communicating there's no other sin that clearly attacks us the way this one does. And so I just want to give you three quick thoughts as we sort of turn the page for today. I don't, I don't want you to look at it. These things are going to help you as much as, but they're going to ruin your life. I know you're like, what? That's supposed to be a positive sermon. Well, it is, but I, want you to, I just want to reverse it for a moment. If you want to keep living the same way you're living and doing your own thing and say, I've got this, then, then just take notes of these three quick things that, that are going to ruin your life. But you, just, you don't understand how much what you do online will affect you offline. Yeah, you haven't realized that. You will realize that when you what? You get caught. And when you get caught, you're like, oh, Jason, I've lost my marriage. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you got caught, didn't you? Remember that sermon we had a couple years ago? Man, my, my kid, uh, he's already seen porn. I don't know what to do. You remember those, those times we could have been investing and having that conversation? See, what you do in the culture of where we work, live, and play affects us everywhere. And I think if you keep doing, doing some of these things, these three things, they will run your life. And number one is this. If you're hooked 
it's just a little porn. It's not bad. It's just a, it's just a swimsuit issue. Just because it's not labeled, it will kill you, right? It will, it will cause cancer. It will cause, right? Just because it's not labeled doesn't justify it for you. It's just a little porn. You don't understand. Remember Paul's words? Run from sexual sin. There's no other sin that clearly affects the body as this one. It will take you further than you thought. So if you want to run your life, you keep on the attitude of it's just a little porn. It's okay. It's just a movie. Nah, it's just, just a, it's a guy's magazine. It's just a swimsuit. It's a boat magazine. It's a boat magazine. Hey, this, this past week, literally, there was a hashtag. I'm just being honest, right? There was a hashtag, hashtag this, hashtag that. And there was a hashtag that was a boating episode. And at the bottom of the, the hashtag, it was just a couple hashtags. And now all of a sudden, you click on one of those hashtags, guess where it's taking you? Because there was two girls sitting on the boat. Now, most boats, they don't need two girls sitting on top of the boat. But they do that for a reason. You know why? It gets you to click. And once they click, hook, line, sinker. Your mind is chasing. And you don't realize how far it's going to go. Hashtag. Eh, it's just a little, it's nothing bad. I didn't see nothing that I haven't seen before. You're lying to yourself. You want to run your life? Keep lying. It's just a little porn. It's not bad. Number two, go solo. Now, I know Han did this in Star Wars, but hey, come on. You ain't got Chewbacca on your side. You do have God on your side, and that's true. But you're supposed to have an accountability partner. You're supposed to not do this alone. And you're like, well, I'm the one guy that can do this. Come on, don't fool yourself. That's Satan using you. That's Satan saying, nah, I got, I, you got this under control. You're good. Remember the verse in Ecclesiastes 4.12? One will be overly what? Defeated. Two can probably do this. But a cord of three strands is not easily broken. You, somebody else, and God, it is tight. It is right. It is good. It's strong. There's some things out there that you can do. You don't go solo, and you're, maybe you're too embarrassed to attack this. I'm telling you, there's some sites that I want to give you, and, and there's X3 Watch, which sends info. There's, there's this program out there that doesn't cost much. It costs like $6 a month, and it literally will send info. As soon as you click on that site, it will send info to, to whoever you choose to be your accountability partner. And if I'm just being honest, you want the best accountability partner, send it to your mom. She'll be like, what are you looking at, Sean? You will never get back on that. I promise. Send it to your best friend. Send it to your pastor. I'll call you. I don't care what time of night it is. I'll hunt you down if I have to. There's some sites out there that want to kill you, but there's also some sites out there that want to heal you. It's worth quoting here from the leader of Craig Gross I did earlier, Triple X Church. Triple X Church, who said that he has not known anyone and he's been doing this for over 20 years and he's done it around the world. I mean, literally conferences around the world. He's not known anyone who has overcome this problem without having someone beside them holding them accountable. I don't know if you heard that, but that is powerful statement. Someone who will walk with them in the valley so you can do this together so you can say 
that will fear no evil. Get away from the darkness. I'm walking towards the light together with my best friend, and we're going to overcome this. Number three, you want to ruin your life? Keep doing this. Spend more time in front of a computer, a phone, a screen, a movie, or a magazine than your Word of God. Spend more time in front of a computer or anything else than on, with your Bible. In the morning, do you spend more time on your Bible or do you look at Facebook, social media, and everything else that's going to intrude you for the day? See, I think we have some quick fixes. We have the one-minute word. We have little, little Bible phrases that come flashing on our screen. We're like, oh, I got my Bible fixed today. I'm good. I got my power up. Woohoo! No, 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 no. That's exactly what Satan wants you. He's going to trip you up for the day because you got your power verse. doesn't mean he, you ain't got your power. You're not using it wisely. Ages 13 to 18, here's a horrible fact. Ages 18 or 13 to 18 spend over 75 hours a week online. Do you know what your child's watching? Do you know what they're looking at? You see, if God, if you want God to flourish, then you need to put the device down and pick up his word. Maybe it's time for you to swipe right. James 4, 8, it says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. You see, what you do online will affect you offline. And what we know is porn is one of the biggest things online in our cultures. And if you're addicted or you're dabbling, it's going to make you feel worthless. And it's going to make you feel ashamed. However, I want you to know that Christ says you are worthy and he wants to have life for you and life to the fullest. The only thing we have to do is turn towards him. We got to turn to the light of the world and away from darkness. Yes, it's embarrassing. Come on, let's just be honest. But that shouldn't be the stop sign in the room. I want to, I want to acknowledge right now that this sounds incredibly scary to many of you who want to break free. But I also want to say there is no greater freedom than the freedom in Christ Jesus but you got to take the first step. And maybe today is that step. We're going to play a song here in a second. I'm going to ask the team to come on up and start playing. But here's the truth. Some of you are like, oh, I can't share this. There's just no way I'm, there's no way I'm going down front. Not a chance in France. Not today, man. Not after, the, you, you, if I go down there, they're going to think I'm, uh, yeah. Mm-mm. So that's okay. But I'm going to give you some tools. First one you got in your pocket, it's the Bible. Hopefully you brought one. If not, grab one on the way out. Second thing is some emails. You can always email me. You can talk to me. You can text me. I would be happy to connect with you. Third thing is this. Maybe you're still embarrassed and you just don't want nobody to know. And privately, I just encourage you to type this out. Help at triplexchurch.com. Help at triplexchurch.com or the website www.triplexchurch.com and allow them to start connecting with you. People all around the world who want to do one thing and one thing only, see you experience freedom in Christ Jesus who gives us strength. And so today, I pray that you don't allow just like that plumber story to choke you out because eventually if you don't address it, it will clog you up. It will stop the natural flow. And it, when you pull that stuff out, man, it, it's going to stink. 
when you cut the pipe, it's going to be a big mess. It's going to flood the area for a little bit. But I can tell you right now, my wife loves our new plumbing apparatus because it is flowing well in our bathroom. Just like Jesus wants you to lean into him, clean the junk out, and start to move forward in him. And watch what 2019 becomes. It's going to become amazingly well. But you have to surrender all for that to happen. It's time to clean the junk out, guys. We're going to pray. We're just going to ask God to move. I know it's kind of late. This is a huge subject, and you asked for it. So let's just honor God with the time we have, not look at our clocks, and just lean into what Jesus is trying to do. Jesus, I thank you for this moment, but more importantly, I just trust you. I'm asking for you, your Holy Spirit, to move in a powerful way right now, and I just ask that, that you cleanse our hearts. Allow us to lean into you in a way that's going to change lives forever. God, there says in Scripture, there's, this is like no other sin. This is a sin that just grabs us and takes us far, farther than we ever wanted to go. The stats are real, and so is Satan. He plays in dark environments, and so God, we expose him with light, with truth, and more importantly, your word. so people can break free. So today, we do that. We lean into you, and we ask you to move in a mighty way. In your name, amen. I'm just going to be praying down here in the altar. There's going to be some people joining you if you want to pray. Maybe you just want to pray over your kids. Maybe you don't want to move. It's up to you, but we're going to sing a song, and we're just going to respond, and we're going to trust God.